the first podcast I recorded with AOS Coach, um, I was drinking a soda, and he made fun of me because I guess drinking soda is a very American thing instead of like having water. So ever since then, I I bring water now. <laughs> <laughs> you got shamed into hydration. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, you're drinking a Pepsi? How American?" <laughs> I mean, North American. It's a very yeah. Canadian thing too. Mm-hmm. Although I live in a part of Canada where I say pop. Mm. I was about to ask you that because I was in Toronto over the weekend and we were in an escape room and there was a puzzle that referenced pop and half of my team was like, what? Like, what kind of object is a pop? And I'm like sitting there giggling at them. Like my whole family's from Minnesota. So like, I know what pop is, but no one else did. <laughs> it's a soda, a soda pop, pop. right? Like yeah. that's, a, that's a thing. It's a soda pop. We say pop. Sure. I feel like it's a regional <laughs> thing. There's probably parts of yeah. Canada where they say soda. I, we're in a small town, and I feel like most of small town Canada is basically Minnesota. So, oh yeah, do you? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you call shoes that you work out in? Sneakers, running shoes, or j- like yeah, I I would say like a running shoe. If I were to say a okay. sneaker, yeah, that works too. Okay, all right, because my whole family says tennis shoes. Oh, like specifically tennis shoes. They don't use sneaker at all. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, what so I wasn't sure if that you play tennis in. What type of shoe is that? Google this. It's it's a sneaker. They just <laughs> call just all sneakers tennis shoes. <laughs> I think I did one summer of tennis camp when I was like seven or eight, and I was not invited back. <gasps> wow. So, oh my gosh. You're tuned in to the party at the All Points podcast. Can you believe it's season three? Talking Warhammer and all that jazz. Just three Canadian dudes, John about that. Age of Sigmar, and they are helped out by Nicole. Holding it down is the super producer. And it's gonna go off the rails conversation. Age of Sigmar, our party at the All Points. Come on, take a drink. We got Tristan. Talking to Chicago Bulls and that Brian Scalabrine. Then we got Dayton throwing away his pants down in BC. And we got Bud in Manitoba being Winkler Manitoba friendly. We're all thanking God for Nicole doing the heavy lifting of the editing. Or else it would be three hours long instead of an hour and a half long party at the all points come on and take a drink party at the all points come on and take a drink party at the all points come on and take a drink party at the all points hello party people welcome to yet another episode of party at the all points your place for posting and toasting and coasting and roasting and ghosting and Doing the most, Jane? I think I'm out. Anyways, we're doing all those things. Thank you, thank you. And we're doing them in the Age of Sigmar. I am not your undead life of the party. I don't think I'm nice enough to be a budtastic guy, but I try. And I'm definitely not my husband. I am she who bakes, Nicole O'Bray, your somewhat unwilling host for the evening. Um, Nailed it. I thank you. <laughs> doing my best. Doing my best. You- if that was all improv, I'm incredibly impressed. That would be amazing. <laughs> just getting by. I'm just taking Tristan's template and then like making it better. Trying to do my best to keep up yeah. with perfect. His work. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, before I go into like a full blackout mode and just babble for an hour, because I feel like I'm not used to being on this side of the mic and that's where we're going to go. But before I do that, I have some housekeeping items to get out of the way so that the listeners don't yell at me. So big love to all the party sluts out there. A little extra love to our friends on Patreon. We have some sponsors. Shocking. Thank you to... I'm not going to screw this up. Mini Mag Trey. I always say Mini Mag Bro, but it's actually Mini Mag Trey. But use code Mini Mag Bro for 5% off at checkout, please. Baron of Dice. I want to say our code is PATAP, P A T A P. And the lovely crew at Frontline Gaming. There's a link somewhere. If you need it, I don't know, just ask. We'll figure it out. I'm not going to shout myself out. The boys usually do that. Uh, I will offer myself deepest condolences because as your super producer, my job this week is to edit my own voice and nothing makes me want to just like throw up a little bit in my mouth more than listening to myself talk. So I'm sorry to future Nicole. Anyways, if I'm here, it can only mean one thing. It's ladies night. Hey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ladies night. <laughs> okay, exciting. I have two of the yes. <laughs> Super pumped. Two of the toughest ladies I know in the house. Why don't we start with the artist formerly known as Lil Marathi? Ooh. What are we calling you these days, Marcella? What's your new handle? Who are you? Are you getting rid of Little Marathi? No, I've just changed it on Twitter because I started playing oh. Iron Jaws for a little bit. But, uh, you know, we could stick with Little Marathi or I introduced myself as You Marcella. should be Little Cabbage. Little Cabbage? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Little Cabbage? Because the, like the, the big guys the are cabbages. The mob pressure is Oh, cabbage. sure, yeah. sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just immediately went to a cabbage patch. To a cabbage, yeah. <laughs> just an entire... No, I have no, seen I people... I was just thinking of a cabbage. <laughs> I have seen people cabbage. literally glue it to a base. Like, glue a cabbage to a base and say, this is my mock crusher. That'd be fantastic. That's... I'd play that. Yeah. yeah. If you paint it green and you walk far enough away, it looks like a cabbage. Absolutely. Pretty yep. much. Yeah. Same shape, same size. They smell the same. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Won't last as long <laughs> as the plastic. Uh, cabbages are pretty hardy. I feel like you got a good, like, five to seven days out of the fridge. Yeah, or if, like, if you spray it and, like, maybe seal it so it doesn't rot. Oh, totally. Like, yeah. like, hairspray. Yo, yeah. if you bring that Fix to a tournament is. and then bring it back to a tournament in a year, <laughs> your opponents might just not face you. <laughs> a good way to get an easy one. <laughs> Okay, I don't advise against that. Um, Before I forget to intro our second guest, she's an escape room artiste, and I feel like we're going to touch on that later. And she's also a Warhammer wizard. Satan herself is in the house. Hey, Teresa. Hi. I gotta say, I've definitely been focusing on escaping some rooms a little more than my Warhammer stuff, but uh, the summer is going to be full of entirely Warhammer and nothing else, and I'm so excited to get started. Sweet. More on that later. Are they going to miss you in the escape rooms? They're going to be like, where'd Teresa go? I I will still be playing both. Oh, it's okay, just good. not as <laughs> <laughs> I'm only going to Spain for two weeks to entirely play escape rooms in June. So that's that's my one big trip. And that's why I'm taking a little break so I can actually appreciate it instead of just like keep playing 20 rooms every weekend because I'm exhausted. Mm, sounds like a grind. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Spain will be lovely, though. Oh, yeah. I've never been. We're hitting Barcelona. We're hitting Madrid. We're going to Valencia. So we're just kind of running all over the place. Ooh. Love it. I've never oh, been. Yeah. Hopefully you escape the rooms, like, really quickly so you can enjoy Spain. That's the goal. We're only playing 26 in two weeks, which I know Jesus to the general Christ. public is a lot. But yeah. for us, it's really low. <laughs> it's only 26 hours of our trip. So like an hour Okay, per hold room. on. Uh, actually, in Spain, they're more like two hours. Okay. <laughs> so how many are you hitting in a day? Um, we're averaging about two to three. Okay, so like six okay. hours in the yeah. travel time. Yeah, exactly. So it's really not bad. Plus, um, we're hitting like all of the city in between. So like we'll have mornings where we don't start games until 6 p.m. So we're really like trying cool. to hit the city and then play escape rooms at night or vice versa. I mean, when you compare that to playing a Warhammer tournament, it's yeah. actually... It's true. Yeah, you play for like 12 a hours. A pretty relaxed schedule. schedule. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, I standing for nine hours at a Warhammer tournament on a Saturday versus standing in escape rooms for nine hours on a Saturday, I feel like Warhammer tournaments are more exhausting. Do you think it uses more, like, brain power? Or just very different parts of the brain, I'm sure. I think it's but, like, different parts of the brain, but also, like, Warhammer, if you want, you could sit for a little while. You need to be constantly moving in escape rooms, and I'm running around like a lunatic during them, so I'm just, like, constantly just running 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 and then it's like this rush of adrenaline for 45 minutes however long it takes to get out and then i get out and then i'm like oh my god i have to do this again so warhammer tournaments i feel like it's more of a slow burn adrenaline so like you could sit you're hanging out with your opponent you're probably drinking like you're having a good time and it's just a different sort of exhausting it might honestly be the same parts of the brain i've never actually thought about that one i don't think i've ever i'm not a doctor i've never done an escape room i always imagined you were in one room and you had to like figure something out and then you leave i didn't know there was like oh run through it or there's like multiple rooms yeah no i think every single room i played this weekend was at least like three or four different rooms um a bunch of them this weekend i was in toronto and a lot of them are two stories Whoa. um so like i was climbing Ooh. climbing up ladders running upstairs like crawling through things um i had a room this weekend where i literally had to climb over an eight foot wall was one of the puzzles was get your entire team over this eight foot wall and then get them back over it. Um, so lots of crazy stuff. That's more than just like a single room with a few locked boxes and a door to go in and out of. That's really cool. That's wild. Yeah. I'm also an escape room virgin and I just feel like all I know is from TV yeah. and I don't know oh, why gosh. I assumed that was accurate, <laughs> so but bad. also yeah, I just it was like a single room when there were like clues. Like I don't, I didn't think I realized it was like physically demanding. Oh yeah. yes, yeah. Uh, there was a room this weekend, the one that I had to climb over the eight foot wall. Most of that was very physically demanding. Um, we were handcuffed and had to get over the eight foot wall, which oh. adds a whole nother level of complexity. Um, and there was a lot of other things where like I had to like squeeze my hands through like bars of a jail cell and like try to like finagle things outside of it but like there was a lot of like physical restraint type things in that game um and there was another game where we were running up and down like four flights of stairs the entire game so you can imagine how exhausting it is yeah. there's a lot of them that like straight up i would request like recommend like gym clothes and running sneakers or tennis shoes tennis or tennis shoes, shoes. Yeah. yes if we were in minnesota <laughs> yep <laughs> <laughs> 
No, but uh, next tournament we're all at, I'm dragging all of you to a good escape room. I'm down. And it will be better than the ones you see on TV and not scary like the ones you see in movies. I'm down yes, for please. scary, but I'm okay with yes. not scary too. Good. Okay. I, pre- I prefer as little scary as possible. I'm a giant baby and I'm good. not afraid to admit it. <laughs> I have played rooms that are entirely about saving the rainbow unicorns where there's bubbles <gasps> coming out of the ceiling. So Fantastic. So every Everything for everybody. <laughs> I'm in. I'm into that. Give oh, me all yeah. the rainbow rainbow unicorn vibes. I mean, we did you did the like the I don't even know what you call it, like the puzzle quest thing at the castle, right, Marcella? Oh yeah, I, I went through That's most like, of that day is, one. Is escape room ish? Yeah. Escape room esque. Okay. Cool. I was, I was so excited to see all of the things on Twitter about you guys going through it and all the videos and like the reveal at the end and I was like sitting here like Man, obviously I want to go to Castle and see all my friends, but also I really want to do that quest. It was was super fun. fun. Mm -hmm. That was the first thing I did when I got there. I was like running around and everyone's like, are you doing that now? Like, we're going to do that Sunday. I'm like, no, I'm doing it now. Gotta get done. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Thursday night. Yeah, we... (laughs) We definitely waited till Sunday, um, but it was well worth the wait. There were a couple like technical difficulties that kind of took away from the magic. Yes, but it yeah. was still it was still super cool. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, what should we talk about? We should probably maybe touch on what is everybody working on because that's how the show usually rolls out. And um, I'm just here to please the people. What are you guys hobbying on? Are you hobbying these days? Squigs. I'm painting squigs. Mm. And I'm yes. turning orcs into squid more so they can be more squig like. Okay. I love that you were like, like green stuffing so many squig faces onto yours. Like, like this. Yes. You guys can see it. So, like, the score grunter has yep. a squig face. Yeah. So, I'm doing that. And then also so regular good. squigs. Nice. I love them. I love the airbrush effects that you're doing on just like your boingrats and oh, the hoppers. And like the, the so really good. cool fade that you have. Thanks. It looks amazing. It looks like you like spent a lot of time on your airbrush and it paid off. I did. Yeah. I think each one of the ones like I took a picture of and posted was like maybe four hours between airbrushing and actually painting like the, the texture on the squig. Oh my There's gosh. How many do you have done? Two. Out of nice. like 40, okay. 40 squigs. So I don't think I'm going to do the same level You'll of B2 for all of them. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. They look like they have a lot of effort into them, but the the hard work definitely paid off. They look amazing. Thanks. It's tough when you set that precedent, though, because I feel like then you'll be like, "Oh, I'll just like burn through the rest," but then you're gonna look at them and be like, "Oh, but these ones look really extra yeah, good." I have repainted <laughs> my hoppers three times because of that, and like, because I started painting them six days before Summer Slaughter two years ago, uh, and you can't paint an entire Gitz army in six days, is what I found out. Mm-hmm, um, so I ended up repainting half of them that I wasn't happy with, and then I repainted another half of the half because I wasn't happy with them again. <laughs> now they're in a spot that I'm like, okay, these are fine, but they're just fine. Just <laughs> I'm never fine. happy with it. <laughs> I mean, maybe fourth time's a charm. You can always maybe. go back and give him another round. Yeah, but I yeah. also have so many. I have to paint Gabapalooza. I have to paint the new Squig Boss. I have I two boxes unit. of Gabapalooza. I got one it's box. So they're so hard to find. I think on eBay, they're yeah. like $200 a box or something crazy like that. Yeah, I was literally like debating selling one of the boxes because I was like, ooh, profit. But also like, nah, Gitz is, Gitz is like my favorite thing in the world and I, t- I want them. They're my sons. They're so cute. I'm so glad they're good now. Yes. 
Well, and you're a Gits diehard. You started loving Gits, right? Gits was the reason I got into AOS because I played uh, Death Guard in 40K before this. And I was in the UK and happenstance, Ryan shot me a text was like, yo, it's cheap in the UK. I'll buy you a suitcase if you bring home an army. And I was like, cool, I'm going to do the same. So I brought home a 2,000 points Skaven army and a 2,000 point Gits army the week that Gits got released. Um, oh, wow. So, like, literally, I was running around London trying to find cheap in stock Git stuff to bring overseas. Man. I, yeah. I was right under the threshold of how much you have to say, like, because there's like an $800 threshold when you go through customs that you don't have to pay taxes. Oh. And I did the math and I was like, like, 788 and i was like Ooh. we're good i'm not gonna con- like count all of the snacks i'm bringing back also but yeah i literally bought a suitcase and brought it as a carry-on with all the warhammer stuff because buying the suitcase and checking a bag was significantly cheaper than buying Shipping? gw stuff in the u.s yeah 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 fair fair mm-hmm. yeah i've seen like the facebook groups for the gw stuff and they sell like yeah. stuff like half the price that it is here yeah it's Wild. insane it's so sad yeah, yeah. Um, Hobby-wise, I recently traded an OBR army for a Slaves to Darkness army. Like, I got Slaves. My friend got OBR. Um, so I have been... It was a it was a really weird trade because he was like, I don't know what half this stuff is. And he got it as a lot from somebody else. And we tore it apart. And we're like, oh my god, half this stuff is 3D printed. Which is fine. I just wasn't expecting it. Um, but I'm doing a very much, like, cyberpunk-inspired theme. So it's, um, like oranges salmons pinks and then neon blues and neon purples and lots of like black um to really like make the details pop and then also a little bit of neon yellow um and i the way that i hobby is i always style my paint scheme around my base scheme um so i'm doing they're going to be on vats of falling in rocks into like a neon blue glowing like gorge um that i got like neon blue crystals that i'm going to try and wire some leds into so the bases are all glowing under the vanguard so we'll see if it ever gets finished but i love the concept and i have started and i'm i'm excited that sounds amazing yes yeah i want to see photos Oh, yeah. And then I got bullied into playing a little bit of uh, 30k Zone Mortalis. So I currently uh, have Sons of Horus on my 3D printer. Nice. So okay. I guess I have to paint Space Marines now. Hmm. I I guess you do. I watched yep. uh, my boyfriend play 30k, and it seems like every phase is the shooting phase. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, I am specifically playing a melee army because I said, what can I do to play Age of Sigmar in 30k? And my friends were like, just play melee, just ignore shooting. And I was like, I can do these things. (laughs) Easy. (laughs) And they were like, what color do you want to play? And I was like, blue and teal. And they were like, you're playing Sons of Horus now. I was like, I don't know anything about this, but okay, I'll 3D print things. (laughs) Perfect. Nicole, are you hobbying anything? I am working up the mental motivation to start hobbying again I'm really bad at hobbying and I spent like so much time working on Idenith which is still not technically done I still have like 40 reavers that are unpainted I've painted thank you I've painted so many reavers they're annoying as heck to paint yeah (laughs) which is I think why I haven't started them and I'm not using them a ton um yeah but we have this, and I'm trying to figure out a way to maybe maybe start playing this army without becoming a complete asshole. 
So maybe you guys have some hot tips for me. <laughs> but we have this Lumineth army <gasps> Ooh, sitting exciting. in this house. Uh, and I really like them because I like elves and they're really pretty and I like the aesthetic of it all. And I do, I don't hate their play style. Um, they're, I don't they're think pretty, they're that broken. They're pretty good. Thank I know you. they're pretty good. But like, I really, if you walk up to a table as Lumineth, I'm not going to hate you. Yeah, me too. Good. That's exactly yeah. what I need to hear. Yeah, because I feel like back in like maybe like a year or two ago, like if you walked up and you were playing Lumineth, it'd be like, ugh, Meta Chaser. And now it's just like, it's one of the top armies, but I feel like a lot of the armies are top armies at this point. Right? Yeah. Like, it seems like, like the- every new book comes out, it is like better and better. And I think things, I don't know, I don't, I'm not even going to say the word balanced. Mm. I said it, but I take it back. But like, <laughs> It seems like every new book that comes out is now like the new hot army for a bit, and everything is is getting up there. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I really like how they're balancing upwards yes. and making the game more ridiculous. But they are going up and up and up, and I feel bad for some of like like flesh eater courts. Their battle tome is so old, and they're getting yeah. it at the end of this year. And like so many of those armies, I'm just like, I, I don't know how they're going to survive the summer. But yeah, yeah, it's yeah. fun that they're balancing upwards and making all of our armies ridiculously good. But then yeah. if it matches all the other ridiculously good armies, so. that's, that's how you exactly. sell like, books and models, though, right? You gotta give people a oh, reason yeah. to buy the new stuff. Yeah. There is a corn army in my house that I didn't even know about now because of the new book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so Dayton's, Dayton's new obsession. <laughs> So yeah, I am uh, I'm a dip a toe into the Lumineth pool and we have an in like I don't even know how many points, probably like three upwards thousand points of Lumineth. Um that Is it Dayton, built? it's built. <gasps> That's the worst part. Right? For so Lumineth, I just have to yeah, I just have to build. I yeah. just have to paint it. Okay. So I have I have kind of like a color scheme picked out because I feel like that's how I'm gonna get myself to like really love it. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to use a bunch of like really light purple and like a mint and like a cream yes. and it's going to be like My very My keyboard is pretty. all of those colors. Ooh. That's it. That big no one else can see that but us, but that's there yep, it is. That's I got you. Yep. There's yep. also really cute frogs all over in those same colors. So Ooh. we're just, we're, we're good. Are those Pokemon? I, I got you. <laughs> huh? Are those Pokemon? Or are they just No, they're just things? really fat, chunky frogs. Here's oh, like okay. a, oh, a yep, really jumpy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're, oh, they're adorable. There's so many. <laughs> they're all over. <laughs> I do not have the skill set to freehand chunky little frogs on my models, oh. but if I could. <sighs> Can you imagine all the painting awards you wouldn't get because people would think that it's girly if you freehanded little frogs? <laughs> oh. I know. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> frogs, frogs are not just for girls. No. <laughs> but you're right. And that's that's a topic we could really get into. <laughs> but there's plenty of dudes out there painting what you could consider like a girly, and I'm doing oh, like yeah. air quotes, palette. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I'm really leaning into a, yeah, a feminine pastel palette because I really like it. And guess what? I love the look of pastel models. Like, I feel like it's not seen enough on the table because the game is like – I guess AOS less so, but, like, it's a dark and gritty world, and Mm -hmm. we see a lot of dark and grit and blood for the blood god and ooze and that kind of stuff, and, like, it's so refreshing to see, like, paint schemes that just go completely 180, and it's like, nah, we're doing pastels, and it looks fantastic. Yeah, have you guys seen the white 
and pink Sylvanas army that Zach plays. It looks really good. It's like a pastel pink and white. That looks really nice. That's amazing. And he uses pink dice too, which is fantastic. Yes. Great together. I love that. Yeah. I love when people go all in <laughs> yeah. and like they match their dice, they match everything. It's the best. Oh yeah. I'm all here for the aesthetics. That's <laughs> the reason I play Warhammer. No. <laughs> It's a beautiful game. It is. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, the the minute I deploy my Nurgle army on an ice table, like, every like mm-hmm. all I want is just to get so many photos of my ice guys on an ice table. Like, it's just, like, the coolest weird feeling in the world of, I did that, and it looks cool on this table. <laughs> Love it. Okay. Games played. Has anyone played any sweet games recently? I know Marcella was just on a work trip, but I feel like that might have been the only weekend yes. um, this year so far that you haven't been at a Warhammer So tournament. on Saturday, I got out of work early, so I did go to an event, but I didn't play, but I watched Sean play. Of course you did. So oh my I gosh. Had, I think eight and a half weeks of events straight in a row. So we started like two weeks before LBO and then I've gone every weekend. So uh, I think the last game I played was probably the weekend before my work trip where we had an RTT uh, at the local game store zombie planet. And I think I played, I played iron jaws and I, and I won the event. Very exciting. Uh, Amazing. How are you liking iron jaws compared to um... daughters? Okay. It's so much fun. You just like push models up and then you make charges. (laughs) Yeah. And like, you try not to send like your whole army in, you know, don't want to overcommit. But, like, you send a couple stuff in, and then you make some charges, and then if you win the die roll going into two, that's that's usually people, like, handshake you at that point. Uh, like, good game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. I feel like Iron Jaws is, like, are usually fast. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like DOK and Iron Jaws are, like, opposite ends of the playstyle spectrum. Like, I guess DOK is also a little more aggro, but, like, they take a lot more tech yeah it's uh it's more it's more finessing you have to like castle up especially Mm -hmm. if you play the classic bow snakes marathi you have to like Mm -hmm. play really well with marathi's wounds and try not to take any wounds you don't have to and then you have to move up within shooting range and then like the double shoot range and so yeah there's more things you need to manage with doc iron jaw is definitely faster and easier do you even have a shooting phase now uh the maw crusher has one has four attacks shooting a shot so that's it at eight inches yeah (laughs) it's amazing i love it like for so many years i played gits and i didn't even know where the shooting phase was because i never had any shots and like i started playing nurgle and i was like i have one shot yeah the one shot and now i need to figure out where the shooting phase even is in the phase line (laughs) that's so funny yeah i made a a chart for for squigs and i like have like start middle and end of each of the phases and i write like everyone's abilities in each one and shooting is just blank all the way through yes i have every (laughs) tournament i go to i make a binder with a cheat sheet of like all the phases and then all of the enemy or uh, enemy phases and like kind of between phase start of turn type of stuff that's just like one word reminders of like oh like it's shooting phase these are the only units that do things and these are the special things these units do so i don't have to like go through like i played um skaven for the first time the other day because i was at a friend's house and he was like let's play i was like my army doesn't just live in my back pocket i don't know how you want me to play it's like i got skaven you're good and i was like i don't know how to play this so literally i just like pared down aos reminders in like 15 Mm -hmm. minutes just to like a cheat sheet and i won the game i played the game i maybe forgot a few rules but i feel like it's a really good way to help like 
learn new armies that you don't just like have the rulebook memorized. Oh, yeah. The chart is immensely helpful. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I still even make it like I can play Nurgle in my sleep in a coma, <laughs> but like I still bring it for like silly little intricacies that I'm gonna forget every time. Yeah. Nice. What about you, Teresa? You played any games lately? I've played a small handful of games recently. Um, what happened was that we had a Warhammer table set up in the living room, and I can't say no when a Warhammer table is set up in my house. And I basically just grabbed uh, armfuls of squigs and gits and made a list out of just things that were painted in my cabinet um, and have ended up winning almost all the games just because squigs are really good right now. They're so good. Um, and... It's just, it's so funny because I feel like the rules haven't changed drastically. They still feel like squigs, but they're a lot more, um, they're a lot more predictable, which makes them a little more consistent. And they just have so many ridiculous things like, I don't know, everything's hitting twice now and like all the special abilities and the moon being more controlled and just Scrygrot actually being useful and not just a stupid thing that sits on my shelf anymore. Um, and Gits has just been so fun. But I also, I have, I'm in like this mental turmoil of I don't feel like playing Gits because everybody's playing Gits right now. Yeah. And I need to get past that mental block of like, no, Teresa, this is, this is an army you like. It's not because you're a meta chaser. You're a fine <laughs> human. <laughs> you're a Gits hipster. Yeah, Gits hipster. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And that's why I was like, well, uh, Slaves to Darkness is not hipster enough now. And now I really want to make just like a weird Nurgle list that runs like all of the big monsters and just push big monsters in when the meta's little guys. Yes. (laughs) The Glotkin monster truck. Just give him wheels instead of legs. (laughs) Have you played any games, Nicole? Um, just always against Jaden. Just always. I love it. I love your Twitter updates of like you two playing a board game every night or you two playing Warhammer every night. I'm like, I want that in my life. <laughs> uh, if you want to move to small town Canada, you can be our third anytime. No. Sounds great. I will. Yeah. I will be your adopted adult child. When we have It'll the be great. Perfect. tough crowd commune. We'll all move in the same building together. It'll be great. Yes. <laughs> we have so much space. We get a sweet little like acreage out here. Farm animals. <gasps> yes. Farm animals. Come to Canada. I want chickens. Me too. We have seriously kids because we could get chickens where we are. Um, and we've always talked about getting five chickens and then naming them after the Spice Girls. <gasps> But wait, I love that. And then you have to get ones like thematic, like scary spice has to be like a black chicken and like (laughs) all like different like colors of like I don't even know any of the other spice girls. Uh, (laughs) You don't know any other spice girls. Oh, you're so young. (laughs) I'm a child. (laughs) You truly are. That's why I can adopt you. You got them all. Baby spice. You have to get a chick. Mm -hmm. Oh, baby one. I mean, eventually yeah. the chick grows up, but no, um, they just get replaced yeah, overnight. <laughs> Every like couple of weeks, there's a new baby chick. You don't know what just happens. A new to chick. It. <laughs> yep. That's totally sustainable. Yeah. No, we seriously considered getting chickens, but then it became a like, like we already have human children and two dogs, and anytime you want to go away anywhere. Um, that, that's already a lot. Chickens is like a whole other thing. So, But if you're having like, somebody dog sit, can't they just chicken sit? Or do you leave yeah. your dog at someone's house? Usually we leave our dog. Like usually our dog. Just leave your chicken at somebody's house. Can I leave you? It's like, hey, can you pet sit? Like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Bring the dogs over. You show up with five chickens. 
We also then we were then we went on a real duck phase, and I was like, maybe we'll just get a duck. But then I did some real research, and it was like, no, you can't really like you can get just one duck, but they prefer to like have buddies. They get lonely. So they're like, you should have at least a couple ducks, in which case then you probably need a little more space. So now I'm just like, this is the retirement plan. Yes. When we retire, we get a little acreage. Exactly. We're going to have five chickens, a couple ducks. I really want a donkey. Yes. I love donkeys. They're the most underrated farm animal. Agreed. Mm -hmm. They're like giant puppies. Would you name it? You should get a capybara. Name it donkey. Oh. Don't even get me started on capybara. Donkey. donkey. <laughs> I don't know if a capybara could survive in Canada. It's a bit cold. He could be an indoor capybara, and your ducks could be indoor ducks. They could. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. have a farm in your house. Indoor farm. Indoor farm. That's an yeah. idea. Okay, perfect. Every all you. the tough crowd members move up to <laughs> southern BC. We have a farm. It'll be great. Perfect. Sounds amazing. I don't even remember what I was talking about before that. Warhammer. Oh, is How that what we we're talking chickens? about? I don't Pets. remember. Games played. Have I played any games? I'm always playing games with Dayton. A lot of yep. board games. We played a couple. So Dayton slash also me is hosting a tournament this weekend. Oh, the fire uh, At our little local. Fire That's right. Oh. So... Of course, Dayton wants to play in his own tournament. And right now we're sitting at an uneven number of people. So he's like, that's totally fine. You're going to play. Which is fine. You're going to do great. uh, (laughs) Will I? (laughs) I'm actually not that worried about playing. And I don't mean that like in a super cocky way. Like I'm going to go crush five games out. Um, But I'm going to play some Idanith and like a a pretty straightforward list with a turtle and I feel pretty good about it. However, I also have to like make lunch for two days for like 20 people. Ooh. Oh That's my so... God. That's going to be hard to, to do both. Yeah. Right? Yes. <laughs> like I can multitask pretty well, um, but I'm not an actual superhero. However, half the people coming to this tournament are like good friends. So there will be a lot of helping hands and there's a lot of stuff I can do with friends. So, Okay. I what are you cooking for the meals? Is it like things that you could prep the day before? Yeah, like Saturday's okay. gonna be soup and sandwiches. Nice. Okay. So most of that stuff I can kind of prep the night before. I'm not gonna like assemble sandwiches and stuff until the morning of because I'm not about yeah. to serve a soggy sandwich. Right. Ew. Yeah. Cool. Overnight mayo. Oh. Yeah. Soggy bread. <laughs> Absolutely not. But I can yeah, I can prep a lot for that the night before. And then Sunday is gonna be like pasta and garlic bread and salad which again like Mm. I think my plan is to make the pasta sauce Saturday night because in my opinion most pasta sauces are better day two anyways so I think it I think it will be fine and I'm not afraid to boss people around. And it's only 20 people. Yeah. It's not a 300-person GT. Yeah. I'm gonna have Carl like chopping vegetables at 7 a.m. It's gonna be fine. Um, but yeah, because I am now apparently playing in this tournament, we've played a couple games um of AOS, and I think I want to try and get one more in because I haven't really been playing Idanet. Mm-hmm. So yeah. But we'll that's see. so exciting. I love seeing turtles on the table. They just make me like infinitely happier. Stanley is unit. my turtle, and he is my he's my favorite. Oh my god. Just in all of in all of AOS, he's my fave. 
guys. Yeah. If the rest of Deepkin was cooler, I would like them more. I don't know what it is. I don't like elves. I'm sorry. No. Do you like sharks? Yeah, but they have elves on them. Yeah, but they have elves on them. They have elves on them. (laughs) I have thought about legitimately running a Deepkin army with all of the characters just ripped off. Do some sweet conversions. Take the elves yeah. off. Yeah. I really want to put fishmen on them and have like sharkmen riding the sharks and eelmen riding the eels. I just oh, have a weird metaverse that doesn't make sense. Do it. Yes. I support so that. Work. Chop <laughs> their ears off and they're just humans. Perfect. I mean, that's awful. Don't do that. But <laughs> oh my God, can you imagine making like chopping all the ears off and then putting blood like dripping down? That would be vile. <laughs> weird you really you really took it a step further there (laughs) oh yeah i mean all of my armies are quite grotesque and questionable so like i feel like that's unintentionally the way that i just go with my painting (laughs) whatever is in your brain is obviously coming out somewhere sure well at least it's going out on models (laughs) okay let's take a quick music break I need some on that more wine. Note. On that <laughs> <laughs> on Teresa's nuts note. I need more wine. Okay. I have to pee. I don't know about you guys. And we're gonna come back and we have some interesting listener questions we gotta hit. So oh, here we go. Fire listener questions. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited yeah. for this. sick of food i've been traveling non-stop so like all i want are vegetables and like grilled chicken like i don't want any other food <laughs> yeah i love traveling and i feel like you have to lean into the like we're mm-hmm. eating all the crazy food because we're getting poutine once a day it, but oh yeah you were in toronto yeah well worth that's that's pretty much the national food Dane and I were just talking about that is there's not really like a lot of specific Canadian stuff. It's mostly just poutine. Yeah. I was eating. I did get a bag of crispers. Oh, love a crisper. I got some That's a Canadian thing. Yep. There's a, I got a bunch of candy bars because I had never seen these. Can I reach them? Ah, yes. Okay. Which is funny because I always feel like when I go to the States, I want all the stuff that you have that we can't get. But what do you Uh, got? Dairy milk. Is not yeah. really in the U.S. and the Oreo one. Your Kit Kats look different. Those are different. Almonds. Yeah, that's, they're that's thicker and... Seems healthier. Almonds. Sure. Um, I got <laughs> sure. some <laughs> truffle arrows. 
Ooh, oh, okay. I don't hate on Yeah. Nope. And then whatever this is. Crunchy. Oh, a crunchy. Do I have so a little... It's open. I'm like, do you like that? Crunchies are oh, weird. Yeah. It's like a toffee kind of. These yeah. from Canada. Oh, yeah, smarties. Smarties. Yeah. Yes. These are like chocolate Smarties, though. Not like we have in America. Yeah. Yeah. Our, I feel like your version of Smarties is what we call rocket. Oh. oh. Like it's like a candy, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like, like a chocolate. Yeah. Flavored chalk. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we we call those rockets, and I swear you only see them at Halloween. Like it's mm-hmm. like they specifically Whoa. come out to give out to trick or treaters, and then you never see them any other time of the year. Interesting. Very elusive. Yeah, Smarties are pretty yeah. cheap, so it's a good Halloween candy. Oh yeah, my mom would never let me eat them because technically, like, you could unroll the little Smartie yeah. tube and then like put drugs in them. I don't know why you would. Okay, drugs so, are so funny story. Like... In college, we bought like a bottle, dropper bottle of acid, and we would put mm-hmm. them on Smarties and then roll them back up, and that's how like we took them. <laughs> I'm about to be like, your mom's crazy. Yeah. That's a step too far. But Marcel yeah, over here, that. but I didn't give them to people. Like as a surprise, you didn't give no. any children, right? No, I took them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, well, now we know how to do acid. Yeah. That is one way to drop acid. Mm-hmm. I have never heard of that. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you can drop them on anything, but Smarties just work. Yeah. They're little, little candies. That's amazing. Perfect. Oh. No. Yep. All right. We're we're back. I was gonna intro us back, but I feel like most of that discussion is gonna make the podcast. Yes. So just we're back at some point. At some point here, we came back. We're talking about Canadian candy. We're talking about dropping acid, but we're not. We're not giving it to kids. no, because nope. that would be uncool. It would that be would uncool. be a waste of acid and very expensive. <laughs> That's why it's uncool. Ooh, and this is why all of our parents were so freaked out on Halloween. Am I a bad parent? Because not once have I really like gone through my kids' Halloween candy. Oh no, and oh, no. Like, my parents never have a needle in it. My candy. No. Yeah. I mean, I go through it, but just to steal the good chocolate. hundred percent. All the Snickers and Mars bars. Those are for me. That's mom tax. <laughs> I feel like mom's bar, mom's bars, Mars bars really aren't. I guess they're sort of a thing here. I'm like trying to think Mars what bars. they even look like. Uh, we do. Oh, okay. I'm like, is that Canadian? Oh. oh. I love a Mars bar. I feel like they're very underrated. It's just like, it's almost like a Snickers, but take away the peanut and take away okay. the caramel. Or no, there's still caramel, but it's basically just like chocolate on the outside. Mm-hmm. It's nugget, but it's like mm-hmm. like a silkier nugget. It's Ooh, not like, it like hard, chewy nugget. Three Musketeers, but it has... <sighs> Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes sense mm-hmm. with caramel. Yeah. Basically. I think I've definitely seen these, but I don't know if I've ever had one. Wait, maybe we don't have it here. Maybe I haven't Is seen it. Now that I looked at the, the wrapper, I thought Our it was the thing. Mars Bars Canadian. That's not how you spell Canadia. <laughs> Mars Bars. They were originally in England. Oh, maybe it's a Cadbury thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe. We still put the queen on our money, so we get the Mars bars. Yep. I have no idea. It's labeled as a Canadian chocolate bar on the Candy Funhouse website. Okay. All right. Shout out to the Candy Funhouse website. There you go. This episode is not sponsored by the Candy (laughs) Funhouse website, but it may be. If you're listening, we're open to it. Okay. 
We have a very interesting array of listener questioners from good old Twitter. But before we get there, I realize, so I know the two of you, the three of us know each other through this lovely group of human beings. And um, I have had the pleasure of meeting both of you in person now, which is so nice. But I don't really know either of your origin stories. Like, how did you become Warhammer people? Who? How did you become the crazy Warhammer people that you are today? And I'm like, if I don't know that, I feel like maybe some other people want to know. So it doesn't have to be super long because, again, we have like 500 billion listener questions <laughs> to respond to. Although like 450 billion of them are from Jacob. But to Jacob. <laughs> I love to hear people's backstories and how they got into this crazy world and hobby. So give me like the reader's digest. Hit all the highlights for me. How did you enter the insanity that we're living in? How did you end up on a podcast with me talking about Age of Sigmar? <laughs> Who wants to go first? Uh, I, Rock, paper, scissors? I'll, I'll go. All right. Uh, right. So I, I guess I've been into nerd stuff for a little while, but I haven't played any tabletop war games up until like maybe two-ish years ago. Uh, so my boyfriend plays Age of Sigmar, um, and he showed me like the Daughters of Cain, uh, like the Canary, the Harpy unit. Um, and I'm like, oh my god, those look so cool. But like, I don't want to like read this whole book and play this game with all these rules and like these 28 books. And he's like, okay, whatever. Like, why don't you just get it and paint it? And I'm like, okay, I'll do that. So I did that. And then I bought Marathi and like some other units. And like, there was a tournament coming up. Uh, it was the Atlantic City Open. Um, and it was during COVID. So I was going to like go to Atlantic City with him. But because of COVID, originally they said they're going to have no spectators. So I was like, I guess I'll just like play in the tournament because I'm not going to hang out by myself all weekend. So I got like 2000 points together and I learned how to play and I, I actually did pretty well. I did like, I went four one, which is like really great for a first tournament. Uh, so that's how I got into Warhammer. Very great. Wow. Yeah. I love that. You're like, oh, just a couple years ago, just showed up at a tournament, crushed it <laughs> and been crushing it ever since. We did play like almost every day though, for like the couple months leading up to it. So I got a lot of games in probably like five games a week. Yeah. Do you feel like pandemic was a factor in that? Like oh, it was yeah. kind of one of those, well, what else are we doing right now? A hundred percent. Yeah. Like I can't was, leave the house. I was working from home at the time. Um, so I painted while I was working because I was like teaching uh, like classes over um, WebEx, which is kind of like Zoom. Um, and my camera was off because we couldn't have the camera on because of like bandwidth issues from like my workplace VPN. So, like, I would just paint while I talked and, like, taught people. So, I painted for, like, eight hours a day. So, I got, like, the army painted in time. <laughs> yeah. And there was, like, nothing else for us to do after work. So, we would just play Warhammer. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I thought your your backstory was going to be, but I wasn't expecting you to say you've only been playing for two years. <laughs> yeah, I feel like most people that play Warhammer have been playing since they were like in middle school or like since they were kids, they've been playing for 20 years and like, maybe they stopped during college, but then like they got married or whatever. And then like they started playing again. So they've been playing for a long time. But yeah. I've only been playing for like two ish years. 
cool. That is the classic, like, tale as old as time, though. <laughs> like, played as kid, went to college, oh, yeah. did some cool stuff. The Trent and Nelly brothers have been playing since they were conceived, I swear. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> Just came out the womb. I'm holding, like, senses. some models. Oh, my <laughs> God. Dice. One model Their and one first dive. word. <laughs> Their first <laughs> word was bloodthirster. <laughs> checks out yeah. okay Teresa how about you all right so I was in Connecticut visiting my family and I was walking through the town and I saw one of the games workshop stores that has the giant space marines in the window and I was like oh nerd store and like I had I've played video games board games all the games since I was born literally um and I spent many many years playing competitive esports games um and this was still early college for me and I was like "Ooh, what's that and we go into the store and we talk to this sales dude for like hours and he's like you you should just pick up a box and both Ryan and I were there and both of us were like "Ooh, we like the Age of Sigmar models and the guy was like nobody plays Age of Sigmar it's so stupid like it's brand new nobody wants to play it and so he talked us into getting 40k stuff so I got a Death Guard army Ryan got a Zinch army um took it home spent all week painting this and then kind of forgot about it until we moved down to the DC area and after we moved down we were both just like new to the area didn't really know anybody there was a local board a uh, local comic book shop that had warhammer on tuesdays and we were like cool we'll go play 40k so we showed up on a random tuesday to play 40k it's a bunch of high schoolers and so we played a game and they were super nice but high schoolers and young adults have a very different mentality and like they were very childlike and very much like the best game ever i've been playing forever you suck that's fine like they're just very snotty about it Hmm. Uh, so we played one game and this was a few weeks before i was going to the uk for two months and so ryan figured out that his zeech could be played in aos so he went and played a demo game at the same comic book shop of age of sigmar and this was the week before i left and he came home and he's like we should play this game and i was like but it's just 40k just different flavor he's like no it's better and i was like okay so that's when gits got announced right before i left for the uk and i got there and he was like i want an entire skaven army i was like cool so i got gits he got skaven i came back i literally had an entire gallon sized plastic bag full of games workshop paints and the whole army and my plan was i'm gonna play casually i'm gonna paint my models i'm gonna care about the hobbying i'm gonna just play a little bit here and there and then we had a um oh gosh what not path to glory there's another like it was like a thousand point skirmishy tournament um i forget what the name of it it was in second edition um and so we were playing in that tournament and i got really far in the bracket and i was like wait winning feels nice it (laughs) it was so silly but like that tournament i was like maybe i want to start playing more so then i entered a behemoth only battle at a tournament called oh my god it's Shorehammer. It's in December in Maryland. It's a small tournament. It's all goofy game modes. Um, so they have a 1500 point RTT with no named characters. And then they also have a behemoth battle. And that was my first tournament where it was like, oh, I actually need to show up and I need to have things painted and I need to play the game and I need to know my rules. And I had so much fun that weekend. I had a, a Lumineth player rolling my own dice against me because I made an 18-inch move with my Mangler Squig. Um, <laughs> and my list wasn't good. It was fun. It was really bad. And this guy was furious. And the <laughs> rage in that man fueled me to start entering tournaments for real. <laughs> oh, I love yes. that. 
Yes. <laughs> yep. And uh, that's that's how I started, like, actually being like, okay, let me try playing again. So I think a year and a half ago was my first GT. Um, and I've been playing since. Sweet. That's amazing. I love it when, like, especially, like, guys that aren't used to playing against girls. And then, mm-hmm. like, they're losing and they're like, what's happening? No. Yeah. <laughs> that is the only time in my entire career that I've had somebody roll my own dice against me thinking yeah. I microwaved them. Because I always joke around. I'm like, oh, yeah, I microwaved that dice beforehand. That's my way to dice. <laughs> but, like, this dude thought I was kidding. Aww. And I was like, I don't even know if microwaving dice really works. I, it's just it's probably it's my joke. sort of, like, He was like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I kind of want to do it just to see. But, like, do it on a dice that I'll throw away after so I don't accidentally bring a weighted dice to a tournament. <laughs> or, like, weight it on the one side or something. <laughs> Just don't explode your house in the process. I don't know what happens if you actually put. Okay. We've we've accidentally had forks in the microwave before, so I think a dice Ooh. might be a little safer. It was like drunken, heating up leftovers, forks in the bowl, start sparking. You pull it open immediately, but like, I think it's happened like two or three times in a microwave. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say we've all been there, but two or three times, maybe pushing it. It's all Ryan. I've done it at least I once. wasn't going to put the blame on Ryan, but it's all Ryan. <laughs> Get it together, Ryan. Come on. All right. Now that I know who you both really are, not that I didn't before, but I feel like it's nice to know how people got into it. All right. I'll put a call out to the Twitterverse. And boy, it did not disappoint. So we're going to go through some questions. Some of them we might try to just like rapid fire. Okay. I'm I'm opening up my phone. I am like scrolling down. <laughs> I have another notification. I'm like, please don't be. In- okay, it's not another question. Great. Okay. Oh my gosh. I'm going to go all the way to where this started just earlier today. And I feel like we'll just try and go in order they came in. Okay. Starting with just a few gazillion questions from my Jewish brother from another mother. <laughs> Jacob Berry. Oh, Jacob. <laughs> oh, Jacob. So many questions. Oh, wait. I'm like, there's so many different ones from Jacob. I'm like, I don't even know where this started. Okay. On Teresa's. Question number one. As three of the most active merch goblins, at least on his Twitter feed, what should AOS merch makers start to incorporate more of, aside from leggings with pockets, to appeal to lady gamers? Okay. I mean, pockets. Pockets are very important. Pockets and everything. Or, like, yeah. a bag, a purse, maybe? Backpacks? That would Ooh. be cool. Yeah. Yo, do you, have you guys ever seen those lounge fly backpacks for all the other nerd hobbies? Yes. Mm-hmm. I want a Warhammer lounge Nicole, fly bag. have you not seen these? I have okay. not. They're just, like, slightly better quality backpacks that are, like, Percy backpacks. Like, They're little backpacks. Um, yeah. But they do have okay. all sort of pop culture themes um so they have video games and movies and comics and whatever i want warhammer to do a collab with Loungefly so that i could have like oh my god the space marine backpack of my dreams or yeah. whatever give me anyone like yes i, I want it <laughs> i would spend Cute. thousands of dollars on these bags <laughs> oh yeah okay i'm gonna look this- them up <laughs> this is gonna Loungefly, be silly but yeah. i also 
I really want Warhammer. I want more merch that leans into, I'm just talking Games Workshop because of course they're listening to this. I want more <laughs> merch that leans into the <laughs> logos. Spoiler alert. They're, def- <laughs> they're definitely not, but please continue. <laughs> I mean, a part of me actually is like, do we want them to listen? No. No. Maybe. 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 Um, but, like, I love how every faction has their logo. And I feel like not enough things lean into the faction-specific logo. So, like, give me destruction socks. And the pattern is just all of the faction's logos just, like, checkered on there. Or, like, silly, simple things. There, nobody makes Warhammer lanyards. And I want to wear a Warhammer lanyard. Oh, door. yes. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's silly accessories. I also, somebody on Twitter, I know Marcella, you made the squig ring. Somebody else put squig earrings Mm -hmm. and I want DIY Warhammer jewelry kits. That'd be amazing. (gasps) Like beads. And then you could make your own like (gasps) bracelets. Or like Pandora beads. AOS Pandora beads. I would buy those. Give me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want like a bad moon necklace. Like I would wear the shit out of that. All right, access. We want accessories. Yeah, I'm an accessory I, person. I know we joked about pockets, but legit, like, put po- if you're gonna make ladies shorts, pockets. Put pockets. Yeah, in. pockets. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't mind more things that are just like actually sized for a woman's body. Like, yes. absolutely, mad respect to all the unisex things out there, so it can go both ways. But like. Mm-hmm. We have some body parts that the dudes don't have. So yes. sometimes it would be nice for those to be taken into account. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I also, in general, just want more Age of Sigmar stuff because I feel like a lot of stuff is 40K flavored. And while I appreciate that there's Warhammer merch, it's just like every booth I go to at a convention, like Warhammer nerd convention or whatever, they're like, oh yeah, we have Warhammer stuff. And I'm like, it's 40K. Just I'm happy for them, but it's not me. <laughs> yeah. More AOS. Yeah. Noted. All okay. AOS. We're going to stick with Jacob for a while. He wants to know about representation. Do we prefer all female armies like Sisters of Battle or more when factions just have women incorporated throughout it like elves, Eldar? How do we feel about it? Why? Um... I like, well, you know, women in, in Warhammer models. I don't want them to make another. I like women. Yeah, I don't like want them to make an all-girls army just to make one. But, uh, you know, Doc mm-hmm. is great. And, and yeah, I want badass yeah. Uh, stories and models. Yeah. I struggle with this question. And I saw this question came in, and I've thought legitimately all day about this question. Because I tend to lean towards very, like badass grotesque sort of models like i loved painting nurgle i loved painting death guard like i play goliaths and necromunda like i play like the chunky badass men but i want chunky badass females i don't want boob titty knights Mm -hmm. like sisters of battle are great but like uh sisters of silence which is the what preceded them were just knights that happened to be female and they didn't have titty armor and they didn't have their midriff showing. And, like, I appreciate them, even though I hate the custodies, I appreciate them as models. And, like, 
Doc does a pretty good job of not really like boobifying <laughs> the models and like <laughs> some of them are more than <laughs> others. Like... There's more than one nipple. There's just one nipple. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And a lot of ass. <laughs> a lot of butt. Yeah. A lot of ass. Oh yeah. But like I just like I want like chunky badass women more represented. Like mm-hmm. give me the the I don't know. I want like blight kings that are yeah. female. Or a female and, giant. Like, yeah, yeah. In female giants. Somebody did a um just like a green stuff giant recently that was a woman and like it came out so good and there was no like cartoonifying it. Like it was just like a female giant right. and it was so cool and it looked great and I think it looked even better than the main sculpts. That's awesome. And I think we have a, a question coming up at some point. There's too many to sort through. We'll get there eventually and circle back. But I think there's another question at some point about like body types and like how, and I feel like that plays into it too, is like, yeah, in, mm-hmm. in everything, everywhere, I would love there to just be like equal representation, yep. but also representation of like every kind of body type in men and women. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And if we're throwing those tits into battle, can we give them some protection? Yes. Yes. Real <laughs> protection and not just like large cups <laughs> yes. yeah just don't put mugs on them it's fine <laughs> <laughs> okay next on the other end of the spectrum top five biggest himbos in the mortal realms who's getting it and i'd like to specify you know what take the him out of it just Both. who's getting it in the mortal realms for you men women non-gendered who's doing it for you there's really not like a lot crickets. of maybe go trek. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know what? I was thinking about this, and I was like, Felix. Yeah. Felix definitely. Go trek is not necessarily my vibe, but he's a vibe, yeah. and yeah. I'm. He might not be getting it from me, but I bet he's getting it from <laughs> from somebody. Maybe Marcella. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that comes to mind for me, and this is <laughs> the pot grot. I the pot grot. Oh my god. The pot <laughs> I want a pot grot. And if that means I need to date a pot grot, I want a pot grot. Okay. <laughs> He's the perfect model. He's just like the best specimen. And I guess like I want a pot grot pet, but like th- th- I want a pot grot. I just, I needed to, that is the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> okay. Listen, again, your brain is just, what comes out of it comes out of it. I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting that. I love a pretty boy. So like Sigvald. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Sigvald. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Understood. Tempt you. Maybe, maybe a haircut, but oh, yeah. you could probably talk me into yeah. some things. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Gotrek, Apocrot, and Sigvald. I like our flavor. There you go. We have a t- <laughs> equal representation right there. Those are three very different body types. Oh, that's great. Okay. What else does Jacob have for us? Oh, this is my favorite. Okay. Forget celebrity crushes. Brag on yourself. What celebrity or separate celebrities do you think you could pull? So I would just like to state for the record, this is my game that I introduced to Jacob, but I love to play it. So we're going to do it quickly. So the idea is what celebrity... Not what celebrity do you have a crush on, but like what celebrity do you realistically think 
you could get to have sex with you. <laughs> like, I'll go first because I see your faces right now. <laughs> like, listen, power to all of us. But like, I know Channing Tatum's not going to sleep with me. However, I feel like I have two standard answers for this because this is my game. Um, I feel like I could get Jason Siegel to have sex with me. Okay. You know? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Valid. I feel like I could, I could pull Jason Siegel. I feel like Bill Hader. I think I think we'd be okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, dream big. I think uh, I could definitely get a witch elf to sleep with me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. you could. Yeah, so elf? in the lore, most of the daughters of Cain, like, they sleep with other women and not men. So I think I could get a witch elf. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Respect. Yeah. There you Maybe go. Maybe even a hag queen. Um, I will. <laughs> I think you could absolutely pull a hag oh, yeah. queen. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh any Spider-Man. Ooh, that's a wide range. <laughs> yep. There give me all the Spider-Man. Yep. Tobey Maguire. Spider-Man. Yep. Mm-hmm. Tom Holland. Does Ryan have a uh, Andrew Tom Holland? Outfit, like the morph suit? Andrew Garfield? Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> Speaking of morph suit. That brings me to our next question. Posted anonymously from the Tough Crowd account, who I think we all know is Joseph M. Pagano. I mean, it's not directed at one person, but I think we all know who we're asking. <laughs> the obsession with escape rooms. What are you running away from? And why is it in a morph suit? <laughs> See, I just really Teresa? love spending time with my sleep paralysis demon. And if it's going to scare the shit out of me in the middle of the night, I want to escape it during the day because I can't get rid of it at night. The sleep demon. And there's your answer. Yeah. Let's hit a, a more serious question from Slanice. Hi, Will. Who are some of your favorite painters or hobbyists? Is there any one specific element of your hobby you're particularly proud of? And where have you grown the most? Sorry, that's three questions, but they're all from the same person. So who's your favorite painter, hobbyer? What, like, one hobby element are you proud of, and where do you think you've grown the most in Age of Sigmar? In painting, hobbying, growing, or? Sure. I, fe- I feel like they're okay. all hobby related. Let's stick with that. Okay. I really. So, I. Sorry, oh, go, sorry. you go. You go. Okay, um, for, like, favorite hobbier, I don't have one, but there's something that I really appreciate because I feel like basing is underrated. I feel like everybody does basing as an afterthought. So people that look at basing as part of the model and part of the overall concept, I really appreciate people pushing the boundaries in the basing realm and not just slathering basing material on it. Um, So really, like, all of the YouTubers and all of the Instagram people that really push the bounds of basing as part of the hobby as well as the painting is something that I really respect in the community um and kind of on that note like I think I kind of touched on this earlier basing is my favorite part of hobbying I love coming up with a basing concept and really like building the rest of the army around this crazy basing concept um and for people that have seen I my Nurgle has um ice bases that have snow on them with fish underneath the ice you can kind of see like the layers of depth in the the basing and I painted all of my Nurgle models around this icy frozen concept where they have frost on their weapons and they're really like they look pale and decrepit and like 
they've been in an ice world for years. And I just really love when people push the boundaries of what the models are supposed to look like on the box or what like the the main concept of them are because Nurgle should not be in ice, but why the fuck can they not be? Um, so that's kind of my, I, I'm really proud of those bases. I'm really proud of the new bases I'm spinning up on my Slaves to Darkness. And I think that's kind of like me as a hobbyist where I've grown the most is appreciating that and kind of building the rest of my paint scheme around that instead of thinking of it as an afterthought. I love And you should be proud. They're, they're super cool. And I'm super pumped to see the slaves. <laughs> Marcella. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think what like I watch on YouTube. Maybe uh like Age of Squidmar. He's a pretty good hobbyist. Yes. And he has like really good so dioramas. Good. Like I also yeah. really appreciate a good base. Like uh mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time basing my miniatures. Um Joe Pagano, he's a pretty good painter. Never yeah. heard of him. Yeah, he's uh, some Italian <laughs> from New York, I think. <laughs> Honestly, the level of hobbying in Tough Crowd is so impressive. Like, there, how many of us were in that table layout at LVO? I think there was like eight Tough Crowd think, people on that yeah, table. A lot, yeah. a lot. Yeah. What about, what are you proud of of yourself, Marcella? You dodged mm. that part. Uh, I think I've gotten better at doing like highlights and stuff. Yeah, highlights. Your highlight. Yeah. Your highlighting shows so well on your new squig models. Like I was like zooming in and I was like, Yeah, I see it. I see it there. (laughs) Yeah, they're like the transitions are smoother. It takes a long time, but it's worth doing. I think. Cool, cool, cool. I mean, I pretended like I don't know him, but I love Joe's stuff. And I think that's, like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can pick out a specific, but I just love a bright, crazy, unexpected color scheme. Yes. Um, yeah. His new Stormcast, like, that has a special place in my heart. I love every single color he put on every single one of those models. They're amazing. And the, the light up Karazai with the heart. Yes. Oh, it's too much. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> too cool okay i'm scrolling through the twitter next oh aos carl wants to know and i'm pretty sure this is for marcella what's the key to dominating the u.s raffle meta okay so how do you do it how do you get it all it's very easy uh two hundred dollars at every raffle will get you probably at least half of the prizes because no one else is putting in that much so what I usually do and also I only buy raffle tickets right before they pull them so all my tickets are on top so I'll be like always the last person like so like an hour before because it takes a while to like rip up all the tickets and like write my name on them uh so I don't have to like remember all the numbers so I get 200 bucks an hour before the raffle closes I put them in like right before uh you know they're like done selling tickets and then you win that usually at least 200 dollars for the stuff so that's my secret. I, that's how you dominate. Do you raffles. usually go positive on the raffles? Always. I've never gone negative. Okay. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I just appreciate that you had like such a straightforward answer. Like, yeah, listen, guys, this, this is, is how you fucking this do is it. A secret like, strategy. It's not that hard. But now everybody raffles. knows, and you're gonna have people fighting you for the raffles. I know. I'm gonna have to like increase it to more money. No, you're just gonna have to beat people up. Yeah. As you see them going up an hour before the raffle like, closes, no, no, no. like, uh-uh. <laughs> this is my time. <laughs> J 
JC wants to know how many friendly games would you all suggest an anxious lady get before signing up for an RTT and then for a GT? You're never going to play enough. Like, it, yeah. you, you will be anxious going into your first tournament, no matter how much you know your army. Um, that's kind of, like, how I felt. And I feel like going into the deep end, you realize nobody knows their army. Like, some people obviously very much know their army, but, like, everybody's going to screw up a rule at some point. You don't need to be the most perfect player. Yes. Like, obviously, you don't want to be cheating, but, like, you're going to forget things, and it's going to be okay. Um, I would say don't go into a tournament never playing an army before because I did that and I don't recommend it. Um, but yeah, a, a few. Yeah, I think I think if I had to give a number, at least three. But yeah, you're always gonna be anxious. Yeah, if you want to be maybe less anxious, ten. But I don't know. Yeah, I'm still anxious sometimes I, when I play a new army. Yeah, I feel like three of the lists that you're exactly bringing is enough to at least like have a chance to do everything with your army um something that really helps me whenever i'm practicing for a tournament is like we will re-rack after turn two like we will do deployment we will do turn one do maybe the top of turn two re-rack and start again because the beginning of the game is when you have all of your stuff on the field you're doing your tactics you're really learning how to deploy and get ahead and do things and like obviously playing out the game is also super useful but like if you're time constrained let's say you have a week until tournament like it's really helped me to get like two starts of games in a night instead of just one full game yeah and get comfortable like talking stuff out and being like okay i think this is how the rest of the game is gonna go you're obviously gonna win Mm -hmm. let's re-rack yep exactly good answers i don't think there is a magic number no i don't i think you both said it like you're never gonna feel ready i think you just have to throw yourself out there Mm -hmm. um and it's amazing how after playing five games like by game two you're feeling better than you were in game one and like it just keeps going after that Mm -hmm. so yeah for uh my nurgle army i didn't read the rule book i didn't read the rules i didn't even look at my list somebody else made it for me when i went to my first tournament with them i had never played them before (laughs) um and i played them in doubles day one with uh my doubles partner had never played nurgle either so we were in the same boat and uh by the end of day one of just playing doubles with them i memorized every single unit's rules because they're so easy but also like (laughs) then going into the tournament weekend like i literally didn't open my binder or my book at all and i i think i did every rule right nobody called me out on it so either i was cheating in their favor or got it right um but just like three games to get me up to speed was just kind of like as long as you know the base rules of age of sigmar and kind of how the phases work and when you could do things it's you're you're gonna be good you're gonna be great aos reminders is wonderful it is yeah yes super helpful okay we're back to jacob momentarily but i feel like we kind of already answered this so body diversity he typed a lot of stuff I love you, Jacob, but I'm not going to read it all right now because <laughs> like we've been here a hot minute. But basically, what factions do we think could use more body diversity in its female range? And now Everyone. Daughters, now. Exactly. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. yeah. Especially daughters. They have one body yeah. type. That's it. Yep. Well, it's three. That's it. There's like the snake ladies and then the harpy ladies, but otherwise one human <laughs> body type. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want chunky women. Give Everywhere. Me buff bitches. <laughs> right. Yes. I lied. We're not done with Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never be done. Okay. Never. <laughs> never ever. And that's okay. 
All right, we're starting to see solid AOS teams on the scene with memberships and core identities of the teams you know. And he gives a couple examples. Harambe's, Wicked Dicey, Tough Crowd. Uh, what would their mascots be? I feel like Tough Crowd is a rhinoceros. Yeah. Okay. We just storm in. (laughs) (laughs) But like... Like a kind of a like, sh- not shameful, but like a bit of a like bashful rhinoceros. Like, yeah. He's in there, but like he's kind of like, all right, I'm just, I'm just here to hang out. Yeah. I don't know if so that's a, the right I'm going to clobber but... you in the process. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. But we're going to cuddle later and it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like saying Harambe's are gorillas is such a cop out. That's true. But I feel like it's a bit of an easy it. answer. Yeah. Yeah, for mascot purposes. Maybe yeah. like a small monkey instead of the gorilla. Like one of the, the cute little shoulder monkeys. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Something <laughs> cuddlier. Like yeah. I agree. Yeah, all the mascots should be cuddly. Mm-hmm. Wicked, what about Wicked Dicey? I'm like, I'm just picturing like, oh, a, okay. Ooh. A mongoose. Yeah. I don't know. What were you picturing? A small dice. Because my brain is out of everything. Just like a little dice with like arms and legs. Like, hey guys. <laughs> a, a, a medium coffee with cream and sugar from Dunkin' Donuts. There it is. Oh, that's their mascot. <laughs> yep. Done. A double okay. double. <laughs> Perfect. A double double. Now we're talking Canadian. All right, next. Des needs to know if you could have one Warhammer Croc pin, what would it be? Bad Moon. Oh, just one. I want a squeak face. Or actually, I want a squeak face too. Yeah, squeak face. Yeah. Squeak face is a turtle. Yes, turtle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have a turtle. Mm. Or if it could be like a balloon for party at the all point. Ooh, yeah. I, so I wonder if you can make custom crock pins because I kind of want to make squig crock pins now. There's got to be a way. 3D print yeah. it. Uh, paint it. Yeah. Oh, you can 3D print anything. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yeah. Anything oh, yeah. you want in the entire world, print it. Mm-hmm. I have two printers. Come on over. I got you. Ooh. I think, do all of us have the exact same printer? Uh, I have that one. Any cubic yep. mono? Yeah. Yeah. I have the, yeah. the mono X. I don't know what it's called. Mono uh, something. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, 4K? Yeah. It's the 4K one. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I love it. Yeah. yeah. You can literally see all of the uh, models still hanging on there because I'm lazy and I need to deal with them. <laughs> You'll get there. Eventually. Okay. Also from Marcella. Ooh. <laughs> when did you introduce Sean to Age of Sigmar? Uh, (laughs) that's a funny story so people ask him that all the time so he actually started playing when he was a kid but like I guess like I've become more popular in like the Warhammer world than him um so people are like they ask him if he plays Warhammer when we go to events which is hilarious to me that's what people used to do to me they'd be like oh do do you play too or are you just coming to watch the games um yeah so so lots of people give him break his balls about him not playing Warhammer, but he does. Uh, but uh, yeah, I introduced him to Warhammer two years ago. I love that <laughs> so much, though. That's the way it should be. You're yes. the badass one out there crushing tournaments. Okay. I swear to God, this has got to be the last one from Jacob. It's not. But I, I want to skip it, but I can't because it's a great question. 
Of all our AOS friends, what is everyone's Patronus Spiritimo Pokemon mascot, cartoon character, blah, 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 blah. Like, Mike is the kid from Up. You know? Who's everybody else? Ridge is a golden retriever. Ridge is a golden retriever. He really is. He's the cutest. What's Jacob? Let's pick on Jacob as he's the one asking the Mm. question. Jacob's spirit animal. A bear? But like a a friendly pet bear? Squirrel is good too. Maybe a squirrel. He's always like running around from one thing Mm. to another. Yeah. Flight of ideas. <laughs> Doing squirrely stuff. I can, I can see that. Or somewhere in between a squirrel and a bear. Maybe he's like squirrel a red bear. panda. Okay. Yeah. A squirrel <laughs> bear. Like a, red panda. Honestly, red panda actually sounds kind of right. Yeah. Or maybe a panda panda. But have like, you, they're slow. Yeah. You guys don't have children, so it's okay if the answer to this is no. But have you seen seeing red? No. Yes! The Red Panda okay. Pixar movie. It's so cute. Yeah, and like I don't want to compare Jacob to a prepubescent teenage girl right now, <laughs> but I'm going to do it. <laughs> but it's about this girl who's like kind of on that verge of like becoming a teenager and figuring and when her emotions get too much, she turns into this giant red panda. And um, I don't know. Maybe it works. I like it. I like it a lot. It's fitting. Okay. Sorry. No, sorry, not sorry. (laughs) He asked the question. I don't know. Is there any other people we can think of who have mascots? Uh, Noah's is the chaos spawn. Yes. Yes. It is the chaos spawn. He's the chaos spawn incarnate. Yeah. Yep. One Hanoki. All right. Let's keep powering through. This is a good one. Mark Brooke wants to know, how can I get my girlfriend to try Age of Sigmar? Or at least stop complaining about how much space the models take up. Which I would say, first of all, those are two very different questions. Yes. Uh, I would get if her... If she's artistic? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, like, get her involved, which is probably something that you were going to say. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, if she's artistic, give her a model, give her some pain, and it's addicting. Um, also... I really think it's best to start people in the skirmish games before they go into Real Age of Sigmar. So, like, I've started a lot of people in, like, Kill Team and Necromunda and Warcry. And even, like, Blitz Bowl is 20 minutes and super easy. But, like, once people like, like, a board game aspect of it, Curse City is another good one. Um, Mm -hmm. People tend to want more and more and more. And that's how I've convinced a lot of people to go play Age of Sigmar is oh, I love this. This is so fun. If, oh, do you want to play on a bigger scale? Oh, do you want to play on a bigger scale? Oh, Age of Sigmar? Ah! Uh, we're suddenly at 2,000 points. This is great. Oh, no! Yep. Yeah, I would definitely, like, get her involved, either if she doesn't want to paint, like, maybe start by, like, going to the store and being like, do you think I should get this model or this model? And then when you get home, be like, what color do you think I should paint it? And, like, just get her, like, involved in the process slowly. So she, yeah. like, feels connected to your model. She's like, oh, I helped you pick that out, and I helped you pick out the colors and do stuff. And, like, now I have my own model yeah. that you got me. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, paint and sip nights I have mm-hmm. done before where you grab a model, everybody gets drunk, you're sipping wine, and you just paint. Um, and I've had a lot of fun with that. 
I want to go to one of those. Oh, I love, I've yes, been to a we usually yes, we usually do like um those D and D models where you get like two in a pack, um so that like we each have like different sculpts of similar models, but we're also not ruining Warhammer models. Um, but I've done it with like just like. I don't know, space marine type dudes before as well of like, you can do whatever you want. It's the way I learned how to wet blend was drunkenly on a turtle with a cloak. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. Oh yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I think baby steps are key. Mm-hmm. Um, like you can't just play a 2000 point game and know everything. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many rules. So baby steps. Um, and also, don't force it. Like, if she really doesn't want to, <laughs> uh-huh. yes, she's never good. I mean, persistence is key. And I'm a prime example of, like, if you just never give up, eventually she might cave. But find the angle that's going to make her want to get into it. Like, if she wants to pick an army that's not very good but involves a really cool turtle, let her do that. Yeah. And as far as the space, I don't have an answer to that because I'm fully supportive of the hobby in all of it. And like, we have a sizable house, but fuck, are we lacking in space? <laughs> there, yeah. there's, there's stuff everywhere, and I don't, I don't have a solution for that. I think you just learn to live with it. Yeah. We have two closets and display cases. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah I think. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Also embracing that it's really cool. Um, like, yeah, put them in a display model because that's a nice way to make it look like it's an intentional part and a really cool thing that you want to be in your house as opposed to it like boxes stacked in a corner. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Dane wants to know, are there any painting tricks or tips to share? Well, there's this thing called I'm a slap horrible chopping. hobbyist. Yeah, slap chop. Ooh, yeah. have you heard of the god slap chop? Yes. <laughs> Who invented that? Rob. I'm getting Rob. I know. I think he's English. I know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I definitely don't have hobby tips other than I don't know. Talk to Jaden because that's where I've learned everything I've ever done, and I I struggle. So I'll take your hobby tips. Do you guys have any hobby tips? I have drilled this in so many times in this podcast. Think about your base beforehand. <laughs> Don't glue them onto the base. Basing is important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to use contrast. Else. Use contrast. Don't be afraid to find your own yeah. way of painting. Also, like I have a lot of people that dry brushing is their shit, and then I have other friends who will not dry brush and only edge highlight, and like all of their painting is different but it all looks great in the end like find what you enjoy painting and that's not going to feel like a chore also yes yeah Yeah. i hate painting reds yellows and oranges and literally it feels like pulling teeth if i have to paint those colors didn't you just say (laughs) you're painting a bunch of oranges and yellows for your slaves to darken uh they're like pinks and stuff do i have any of them here no i don't know oh here they are yeah yeah it's literally just like the fabric oh this is really hard to see but Ooh. like that fabric is like wet blended with like pink to orange yeah so you can kind of see yeah so this is literally like the first test model of can I put paint on the thing and it look okay um, but the answer yes. is yes you can yes. this is orange contrast over light pink 
airbrush so it was actually fine but like if i had to paint like hand brushing orange and yellow and red i literally wouldn't even know where to start yeah i think yellow the secret to yellow is an airbrush yeah i've tried so many times to just paint yellow it just airbrush it looks so much better yeah i have yet to master the airbrush and i know that dayton doesn't trust me with his airbrush so (laughs) which i don't blame him yeah no yeah I need to get better at it. I'm just, like, impatient, and I'm like, this should be faster, and I'm like, it will be faster once I learn how to do it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Tom has specific questions for each of us, so let's rapid fire these off. Nicole, is Dayton as exhausting to live with as he is to follow on social media? Yes. 100%. (laughs) In the best way possible. Okay, Marcella, more gets more fun? Yeah, I think it's fun. It's not more fun. It's just, it's the same amount of fun. It's funner to paint. The models look better. It's a different flavor of fun. Yeah. Okay, equal amounts of fun. Teresa, did you all really think I killed Pink Shirt Guy at Summer Slaughter last year, or were you guys just messing with me? (laughs) Nobody thought you actually killed Pink Shirt Guy, (laughs) but I think uh, Tom bought everybody too many drinks. So we had a little too much fun on that Friday of Summer Slaughter. Okay. I feel like there's a story there, but... We had the charity event on the Friday of Summer Slaughter that was a showcase 2v2 that I I don't remember much of. I squatted a person, maybe. Uh, I th- People had finger paint on models. People weren't wearing shirts. <laughs> There was a lot going on. I have a Snapchat story that I've saved of just, like, panning the room and just, like, everybody's doing something, like, out of character and questionable, (laughs) and it's great. (laughs) I lost my voice before the tournament even started at Slaughter. (laughs) Oof, that's rough. Oh, yeah. Okay. Ryan needs to know, Ryan, a.k.a. Timber, best Saturday morning cartoon show growing up. And immediately I'm like, does Saturday morning cartoons mean anything to either of you? Because I'm yes. like, you're young. It does. Okay. But Teresa? Uh, so I like, can name I my know. favorite just... cartoon as a kid. <laughs> but it didn't matter because there were cartoons on all the time by the time you were a child. <laughs> Actually, no. There was one that was Saturday mornings. Pee-wee's Playhouse. Like, that was a cartoon. Oh, like Pee-wee like, Herman. The... Yeah, like Pee-wee Herman. It wasn't a... Oh, that wasn't a cartoon, but it was like a kid's show that was on Saturday that mornings. Barney was yeah. I watched the OG Pee-wee. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I was really into Popeye, the Sailor Man, to the point oh, of like... Okay. Like, uh, I didn't eat any vegetables at all as a kid. None. But I asked my parents to buy me a can of spinach, and I tried it. It was terrible. But that's how much I like <laughs> Popeye. Popeye. Yeah, yeah in form, not great. Yeah. I loved the classics like Flintstones and the Jetsons. Yes. Yeah. I was a big, also not a cartoon, but I loved Under the Umbrella Tree, which I think is purely Canadian and also really old. But if anybody out there listening is with me, Under the Umbrella Tree. (laughs) I, my favorite cartoon growing up, and I don't think this was Saturday mornings because like, I grew up in cartoons were everyday thing. I didn't realize this was the thing. Um, so young and fresh. Sh- a show on PBS <laughs> called Cyber Chase. And I credit this show. It was these kids going through the cyber world and like trying to beat up motherboard and like fight all these like cyber criminals. And I literally credit that 
show to my master's degree and like my entire life in the professional world and it's the reason I went into cybersecurity. Okay. It's really silly, but it also was a fantastic ch- children's show and I know if I go back and watch it now I will be insanely disappointed. Sometimes they hold up and sometimes you're like oof. Oof. What yeah. was, like what was that cartoon that had dot matrix in it? Dot, yeah, it was like a female character, Dot Matrix. I think it was on Cartoon Network. Uh, they, I think they were inside oh. of a computer. I'm so intrigued. Oh, um, what am I thinking of? Reboot? Not Reboot. Yeah, it is Reboot. Reboot? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Did you yeah, get reboot. reboot in the States? Yeah. I thought reboot that was, was a great. truly Canadian thing. <laughs> I've never okay. seen this in my life. It's fantastic. I'm pretty sure you it's all on it. Netflix now. Yeah. I love this. Yeah, hit Netflix. Because sometimes those childhood classics, like, <laughs> I loved Inspector Gadget. And that's all on Amazon Prime now. So now our kids are watching it. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> I have an Inspector Gadget uh, pop figure that's in my room. I love him so much. <laughs> that's amazing. So good. They don't make cartoons like that anymore. No. All right, we're so close to the end, but this is a really important one and I will not skip over it. Sam Morgan needs to know who wins in a fight, one million feral camels or 600,000 moose. Uh, give me one second. Would they child, fight? I have a child in here, but you guys talk oh. it out. Yeah, who's okay. who's winning in the fight? A million feral camels or 600,000 moose? Okay, moose are really big. Yes. But the camels are feral, and there's more. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how hostile they would all be. Like, would they go mm-hmm. after each other? Or would the camels just like wander off and do their own thing? Well, I guess they're feral, but like they are feral. But aren't most camels feral? Right. Yeah. And then the moose. I don't know if moose are particularly aggressive. I don't we'll think so. I think they're just gonna hang out and go back to their own tundras, huh? I think they okay. would both win because they're just gonna go back to their own habitats and not fight yep i had to parent for a hot minute but i am back and i have words to say about this as a canadian (laughs) as a canadian woman in the hobby it's moose all the way but there's only 600 of them moose are very territorial wait 600 or 600,000 600,000 okay very aggressive if they want to be they've got these fucking hooves that will f you up, and their antlers are massive. Question: I, Will yeah. the moose fight themselves instead of fight the camels? Though I, that's a good follow up because they are generally solitary creatures. Like they're not hanging out together. But if we could convince them that they were defending like the general moose territory. <laughs> Against these feral Australian camels. It's on lockdown. Moose all the way. I've never been to Australia. I haven't seen an Australian camel. But, like, I've seen a camel. And I feel like same, same. Were they Australian camels? Was that the prompt? Well, it's Sam Morgan who's in Australia. So. Okay. That's an Australian camel, apparently. The feral Mm -hmm. camel. Oh. I was thinking, like, desert camel. He yeah, did he didn't say Australia because he he's in Australia. Yeah. So he took it for granted, I think. Right, like, I didn't Australian. say Canadian moose. 
you, there, there are other moose. You can get moose in America. True. Can you? I yeah. Yeah, we yeah, have moose. Okay. Absolutely. In like the northern states. True. It's moose all the way for me. No now I'm trying it. to figure out what the specific flavor of Australian feral camels are. Like, are they vicious? It's the word not. feral that really sticks out to me. Like, what is yeah. it that makes the camel feral? Yeah. Because, like, our moose are not chill. Oh, okay. So here's what made them yeah. Here's what made them feral. Uh, with okay. the departure of many camel years in the early 20th century after they got motorized transport in the 20s and 30s, some cameliers, which I guess is people that ride camels, release their camels into the wild. Sorry. The so they became feral. <laughs> I thought you said camel ears. No, no, camel, camel <laughs> ears. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, so okay. they released them into the wild and then they became feral, according okay, to Wikipedia. That doesn't make them wild or aggressive, though. Like, if you, this is very specific, but if you go to Victoria, <laughs> British Columbia, which is in Canada. <laughs> Somebody released a couple bunnies once, and now they legit have a feral <gasps> bunny. Like, there are bunnies all wow. over the city of Victoria, and they're adorable. Bunnies they're do that. Bunnies. Like, That's they're so feral, cute. but they're not aggressive. Supposedly, they're there's an island everywhere. off the coast of Maryland that has ponies. Yeah, I've been there. Um, it, it's, it's called it. a, a, Oh, I forget what it's called. It starts with an A. Supposedly, I'm not far from it, but ponies. Okay. Feral uh, ponies? Yeah, they're so. wild ponies. Assateague Island, that's what it's called. There I think I camped yeah. there. Yeah, they're just ponies on this island and they hang out, and you can go up and maybe pet them if you're lucky. Hmm. Noted. Are you guys ready? This is the last question. Okay. One more okay. left. One more left. All right. Kerniget. Hey, buddy. He needs to know do you watch much hobby content online? If so, who are your favorites and why? It's a good last question. It rhymes. I'm really thinking yeah. about that, but yes. <laughs> uh, I watch Rob's stuff, The Honest War Gamer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Age of Squidmar. Mm-hmm. What else am I subscribed to? Mm-hmm. I think. That guy that recently made the Is AOS Trash video, I watch a lot of his stuff. Oh, Miniac. Um, uh, Miniac, yeah. That's Miniac. I like him a lot, actually. I do, yeah. I don't have a single Warhammer video besides Season of War in my YouTube history. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Season of War is really good. Ages on. Yes. I yeah. have a lot of, um, I am starting to make a Sisters of Battle cosplay. Um, because I have no self-control and I also cosplay, so I have a lot of how to make a chainsword, how to make a bolt pistol. (laughs) That's awesome. Nerd Forge is really good. Not specifically Warhammer, but they do nerdy stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sword and Steel is this uh, lady from Canada that does Mm -hmm. occasional Warhammer stuff. Canada. She's got like a a great accent. It sounds Irish, but it's she's not Irish. She's Canadian. That's awesome. Um, Artist Opus has been really interesting to me lately because he is entirely based around dry brushing, Um, and that is just he'll throw it on a base coat, and then a hundred percent of the rest of the model is dry brushing, and it's a really interesting look to the models. Hmm. Um, I think we've already talked about Squigmar. Yeah. Great. 
he hasn't posted anything recent in a while, but Age of Something is on YouTube and oh. his videos are just great. And that's all I'm going to say. If you haven't watched them, they'll make you laugh. Yeah, I uh, I actually don't watch YouTube. Like I scrolled down just a little bit and I'm already on January 2nd. Uh, <laughs> so I just don't use YouTube. I'm the worst hobby person in the entire world. Hey, whoa. Hey, whoa. The good. entire world. Mm-hmm. He's funny. And he's got great hats. Great hats. Great, great hats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Duncan. Duncan, tooth and coats. Hash- yeah. Hashtag tooth and coats. Yeah. Uh... I have watched his Dinkled Trogoth video probably 40 times uh, because the skin tone that he makes in that I use on a lot of things that are not Dinkled Trogoths. Ooh. Like Luis. Luis has great hobby videos on mm-hmm. Warhammer Plus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She has like beautiful hands. See her. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, I like <laughs> can see her face, though. Yeah. But she does have beautiful hands. She does. Like, I like I were... she... No, no. You go. No, you go. Mine's no, so unimportant. <laughs> no, something about your hands. about moisturizing hands. <laughs> I was just going to say, shit, like, if I were... <laughs> posting regular like i'm like my nails are always really short because i play piano and like it's been a long winter up here in canada so i'm like woof, i would be i would be thinking about what my hands look like if i were posting them on twitter but let's hear whatever your important comment <laughs> oh i just loved her twitter comment or her twitter content of like i took a new headshot it was just a photo of her hand <laughs> new profile pic actually. yeah <laughs> i'm so sassy unfortunate all right, I'm double checking, but I think we made That's it all through all the TLDR make chunky women models. Give yeah. me all the body types. <laughs> yes. yes. That is the takeaway. Okay. There's so many. We answered all the questions. We done did it. Any shout outs, you guys? Anyone you want to say what up to? All of Tough Crowd. Tough Crowd forever. (laughs) Forever Tough Crowd. (laughs) Anyone more specific? (laughs) No, just a general. I'm not picking favorites of my favorites. Bring back Luisa's face. Yes. 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 Make make a hashtag for that. Hashtag bring back Luisa's face. Hashtag chunky women representation you know what shout out to bud Bud, (laughs) because i know this is his podcast i didn't want to shout him out but also him (laughs) visiting was like the best day of my long time and like it just like was so nice to just like go hang out with bud on the town he's a beautiful human yep we love him a lot yes All right. I, th- I think that's it. We made a show. We I don't know if I, if I remembered to say what episode it was at the beginning. I got very flustered and I just like said a lot of things. This was episode 112. Woo! That's a yeah. lot of episodes. So many Ooh, episodes. Right? Yeah. It's a lot of episodes. Uh, what I think we could call a very special Smash the Patriarchy edition party at the All Point. So, oh, yeah. thanks for Thanks for being here for it. Thanks for having us. This is always so fun. Anytime.
Always. We should have, like, a specific, like, every, like, X amount of episodes, we just take over and steal it from the boys. I mean, (laughs) Dane has been trying to convince me forever to, like, every other week be ladies and every other week be the dudes, so. That'd be so cute. Check yourself, because we could do that. I don't know if I have every other week, but I could do, like, once a month. Yeah. I think it would make me do more Warhammer stuff, which would be great. I will say, I feel like it's a good motivator. Because if I oh, had yeah. to be like, well, I'm going to have to talk to these girls again and be like, guess what? I still haven't hobbied. Maybe <laughs> that would light a fire under my ass and I would start getting my shit together. It's true. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. All right. Thank you for a lovely evening. Thank you for having us. Yes, thanks. Bye. See you soon. Bye. Bam, she could, 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 bam,